welcome. Here we just jumped into 2022. Another great year ahead, lots of things to get done. But while we attempt to get things done, we need to really spend a lot of time with ourselves, my tiny group here, and anyone who's listening to me. Now, for 2022, I jump-started my practice, which I had put on a sort of a, a, a semi-hold over the COVID because I don't, I don't feel... Um, I don't feel wholesome when I'm doing therapy on a I just feel what's missing is that energy that you feel coming from the client or the client feeling that coming from you, the eye contact you make when you want to one. So I actually just put my practice on hold for the last two years or two and a half years, but I continue to support people along the way. So for 2022, I jump started, forced to jumpstart my practice because I was being told, come on, Raz, come on, Raz, come on, Raz. Can I talk to you? Can I see you? And I need to bring this to you. So I did. But in the last two or three weeks that I've been do I started my private practice, I, I heard a lot of things. And I thought I might be able to bring some of those themes to the conversation with my group here. And for anyone who's listening, so I listed 10 things that I want us to pay attention to or talk about today. And while I, I never appreciated this New Year's resolution, I think it's a joke. I think people say it for the sake of saying it. And I see how it's done. I see people who say things about resolution and the next day life continues. So I listed 10 things and I'm going to read them point by point and let's it. I would speak to what I, I have to pay attention to. I, I spend a lot of time with me as well in personal work, and I have to pay attention to one big thing, and maybe many things, but one I, I took on because for the next 12 months, I'm going to work with that one manifestation. So the first one I have on my, on my um, list is stop judging others by projecting your own insecurities. Stop sharing false information when you're not qualified on the issue. Stop seeing yourself as inferior and second to others. Stop embracing misery and create your own joy. Stop eating to fill emotional hunger. Use food to physically nourish and heal you. Stop negative chattering and find a positive voice. Stop procrastinating, making excuses and taking risks to, ma and, and to manifest higher outcomes. Stop punishing yourself for trauma inflicted on you by others. Stop self-hating and find your inner beauty. Stop owning other people's emotional baggage and separate what is yours from what's theirs. Now, for the last three weeks, I compiled this list after working with, with in a private space. And I realized how easy it is for us to do, for people, individuals, to do all that I've mentioned there in different ways. So when I say that, I need you to find yourself in there and let's explore it. For me, I have to pay a lot of attention to how I how I react, I'm very reactive. And why is, why is that for me? It's because my brain is constantly ticking, tick, 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 tick. 
partly because I'm trained as a psychoanalyst, I'm trained to tick, 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 tick. But I also know that I have to slow that down because I should not be constantly analyzing every sentence that comes out of the mouth of others. And I've tried that, but I just can't stop that. I'm always thinking. And I find that when what someone is speaking to me, but by the time they, they reach the mid-sentence, I already analyze what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And that's ongoing work for me because that's mm -hmm. what I do for a living. Um, so I know I have to do a lot of work around that. And that will be what something I want to manifest at the end of it, by the end of this year. I want to be able to slow this breakdown. I want to be able to, um, to not process so quickly because I'm that. I'm that. I process really fast. If you say something to me, I can analyze it, throw it back at you instantly. Partly because I'm a therapist, partly because I'm a psychoanalyst. But that is daily work. So I need to slow that down. Let's hear the voices. <clears throat> One of the things that, well, there was several of them that I thought, oh, that's me. <laughs> but one of them is um, to be less critical and judgment. Um, and not that I'm trying to justify that, but I find it often comes from a place of frustration. If I see the same types of behavior over and over again, whether it's to do with health or fitness or bad habits, like I'm immediately, right, uh, I jump to um, judgment and being critical, not to their faces, for sure not, but within myself. And then that leaves me feeling um, kind of in a negative place. And I don't like that negativity. Does That's not my norm. I don't like that, how it feels to me. So I am better than I used to be, but I still, that's an area that I need to work on for sure. Corey, I see how that could be operated with you and I see how it's like me. Um, and I've, I've tested that with my own family around this whole concept of health and wellness. And the people I love, I invest in them. Mm -hmm. And I find it's really hard sometimes to not say what I'm thinking up in their faces so that they get it. Yes. <laughs> you know, I remember someone said to me um, sometimes, she said, you know, Raz, you're too hard on your son. Mm. And I said, you think? I said, yes. And I said, that's your thought. I'm his mother and I want the best product that I could produce in this world. So mm -hmm. I would, why are you doing that? Why are you eating that? Why are you not doing that? You know, this kind of thing. And, it's, and, it's, and I hear you. And it's so difficult to do, especially when you want the people you love or the people you care for, you want them to be the best that they can be because mm -hmm. somehow you know or think or feel that they can. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I could relate to that, um, that point of the judgment. But yes, I, I, I judge the ones I love. The ones mm -hmm. I love, I, <laughs> I remember my good friend, my dearest, dearest human being would tell you one day she walked into my house looking 10 years older than she is. And I'm upstairs, I looked down at her and I said something to her like, why are you wearing that, that, that big, Gong you wearing, take that off. Don't walk looking like that. And she tells that story. She tells the story that I did that to her. But for her, she was happy to go to my bathroom, take off this ugly piece of garment. She was, and, make, and what happened with that for me is after the fact, I quickly found that she was not feeling so good about herself at the moment. So she did not care what she put on. 
Mm. So, so that's how it's in it speaks. And yeah. when I love you, I will tell you that <laughs> easily. I'm going to hope that it comes across in a way that you don't feel pushed away from me. But you know, oh yes, she's, why am I just like this? Why am I walking around looking like this? You know, so my husband tells that story from time, and that happened about 10 years ago, but she still tells mm -hmm. the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to what she's saying, I hear you. I think the thing that I was, um, I'm, I wrote down as you were right, as you were saying each of the 10 items, and for me, the one, so we're all picking up on the same one, the judging of others is, mm. I think, the for myself, that's the one that resonated. I mean, I can I can relate to the other ones, but the the judgment is the hardest thing because as soon as somebody opens their mouth, we're we're deciding: Am I agreeing with this or am I disagreeing with this? Mm -hmm. So nobody really has. Um, if if you're really paying attention, the hardest thing I remember when my mom was uh, diagnosed with cancer, and it was. What can I do? How can I fix this? You know, what what are the ten things that I need to do to make this better? And and I remember the lady uh, at, at Mount Sinai said, "You just listen." Oh dear God, I can't just listen. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. don't say anything. Every just let her be heard. That was the hardest thing to do, and I always had to catch myself because. No, no, drink this, eat this, walk here, do, yeah. no, just, yeah. just be still and let this other person feel. They just want to be heard. Yeah. And that was, and, and I tried to, to remember when someone's in pain or someone's, you know, just, just wanting to get it off their chest. They don't want to hear what I think. Maybe they do, but most of the time, I think we just want to be heard. So where where do we where do we just listen and then when do we put in our parental or our our two cents worth that mm -hmm. that's the hard thing the lesson i still have to reteach and relearn and constantly test myself with so whether that's judging yes but am i able to just listen and and let it be why do i have to tell them what i think most of the time, people don't want to hear what I think, but I feel compelled to tell them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I often would say, well, my experience as I listen to you, um, it makes such sense because I again tell this story, and recently I did, about being told, can I come up to see you from coming to Wasaga to see me? I agree, yeah, 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 come. We're gonna walk the beach. We walked the beach and for the whole half hour of walk, it was complaints and feelings and confusion. And I think people lean on me like that actually because of what I do. And the people who are close in my life, they bring my family, my friends, they bring their thoughts for a second opinion. Mm. So when I to say to people, is this a session? Are you paying yeah. for this or you, yeah. I recently told a woman that on the beach. Yeah. After she lied to me for a long, long time, for about a year, and I never said anything. This time, when she made the choice to drive all the way up to see me, and she told me the story in so many different ways, I remember breathing, saying, Do you want my opinion? 
is this a session? And she's not my client, she's a friend. I say, is this a session? Are you paying me for this? So that's how I decide what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Right. For me, recently I've been doing that. Is this a session? Are you paying me for this? the answer is yes? You'll get a very strong therapeutic response. Mm -hmm. And if it's just you just want to dump, I challenge you. Why are you dumping on me? You know? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. It's wow. a tough one. Um, what stood out for me is procrastination. Stop procrastinating. Um, in this laid-back society that I live in, where everything is okay, we can get this done tomorrow, and we can get this done maybe another day. And yeah, I think that um, I did a lot of self-teaching in terms of how I train myself to be. Let's that procrastination that. Okay, so we're here and it's gonna get done and when it get done, it get done and whatever. And in the, in the last year, year and a half, through the pandemic and through, you know, different um, sessions, not just this session, but different things that I got myself involved in, I realized that time's wasting, time is short, you know, and a lot of things that could have been done, should have been done, and then it, it all, you know, like you, the two things that I wrote down was that and punishing yourself because now I start saying to myself, hey, you know, I could have done this and I could have done that. And then where did the time go? And the time is going and now I'm trying to rush everything into one bunch and it's 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 not doable. You know, it's just taking a toll on, on everything and then your mental is all over the place trying to figure out how to calm down. So I think that um, procrastinating is big for me and I'm trying to let go of that and try to make my decisions, plan my stuff out in a better way, in a more sensible way, and make it make sense so that I can move forward without having to punish yourself for what you could have, should have, would have done, you know? And it's even bigger than just, you know, trying to make things happen now, but the punishment of things that you could have, you're thinking, I should have done that 10 years ago, or I should have made that decision, or I should have stood up for myself more then, you know, but some of the lessons that I learned now, I am grateful for, because it's made me the person that I am today, and I needed to have them, even though at that point in time, I didn't want them. I can appreciate them now, so that I can be better at this point. So I'm trying to let go of the punishing and let go of the things that happened. I, I told my friend today, I am not even fighting God anymore about it. It was supposed to happen, it happened, it happened and I'm, I accept it and this is what it's supposed to be, you know? So, yeah, yeah. just letting go. I want to pick up on something from you, Alicia. When you talk, you touched on the fact that this layback society that um, I'm in and what I think I heard is that you blaming the layback society for your procrastination. Would you take responsibility for the way you procrastinate or how you procrastinate without feeling that, because not everyone in your layback society procrastinates. So what would you um, say to that? So I would say me, because no, not everybody procrastinates. I think that a lot of, of 
what I was, where, where I came from in terms of how I was trained, how I was brought up, was a, has a lot to do with that, you know? So it, it may not just be, um, it's not just everyone, it's not everyone, but I know when I look back and again, doing a lot of self-work, doing a lot of self-training, I started to tell myself, but wait, um, the, the strengths and the, the, the things that I'm doing now, the stuff, the courage that I'm, I have to do stuff now, that's self-taught. You know, it wasn't taught to me like that. Everything in my, let's say my family circle, my little space, it was, that's okay. Leave tomorrow. it behind. Relax, tomorrow. you know? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's, you know, and you know, sometimes when I look, and I'm, I'm going to share this, when I look at my, my mom and stuff that she does, she's really laid back. You know, when we're not the best of friends, Sadly, because I think that she feels like I have become this person that is too, like, in your face. Because she's like, oh, no, that's okay. I don't want to do that. We don't, and, you know, it for, for quite a long time, I was in that mood. Until I started to associate and, and yeah, generally associate myself with, with persons that go get us it's happening and you need to be now when you're in that space you need to function in that space accordingly mm-hmm. you know so it's not everybody but i know for quite a while my procrastination level was high like it's all it's all good it's all good all the time <laughs> and so, yeah. that's clear of coping mechanisms you know probably being laid back avoiding yeah. putting things up you know, and procrastinating. That's the way of coping. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you, but it's not a positive <laughs> mechanism. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, I remember um, there was sometimes that when I, when I just um, got out of my relationship and I was doing my own thing, I was trying to like do the most. Like my days used to be so filled till I was tired, like my brain was on speed do this do this do this do this do that do the other and i had to actually stop and say it can't happen this can't happen today and it started it even gave me anxiety i started to get panic attacks because i felt like this is not getting done and what is going to happen and i don't have the time and i don't have the money and the day is over and everything is crazy until i started to wind that down and realize that i need to take my time and you know, section stuff out and sequence stuff in such a way because that wasn't working either. So from one coping mechanism to our next, <laughs> not good. <laughs> not good. Do you think that these are learned behaviors? Like as I, you know, I'm rereading the list and I'm thinking, just as you were sharing the story, you know, your mom, uh, you were exposed somewhere along the way that somebody was more chill and and that is how they were. So we pick up things that maybe serve us, you know, because I was looking at the, you had mentioned about the eating and, and well, what if we turn the thought around that you just, you put food in that's going to nourish you and that is good for you. I grew up as a German girl that no, it's all about pleasure. Food was never about nourishment. It was what you do when you're sad, when you're happy, you're angry, you're pissed off, whatever it is, 
you do it with food. If you celebrate, it's with food. If whatever it, emotion you have, it's around food. It was never about eat something to get the vitamins to make you stronger and well. I, it took me 30 years to figure, to make the connection with food and that. So that was my learned with my environment and my family uh, culture was food was not nourishment. And now food is only nourishment for me. I mean, I get a little, it is, it is fun, but I make sure I have the proteins and the starch and like, it's a psychology now because it, I, I now have made a connection with how I feel. It is directly uh, connected to what I've put in my machine and that never existed. So I, as I'm rereading re this list, I'm going, you know, I think a lot of this is learned behaviors mm. of what we were exposed to. I, I, I can only speak for myself. But I thought, wow, that that's really interesting. And then when we know better, we do better. Or if we're exposed to, you know, like Dr. Roz, when you say, um, like some of these points, if someone points it out to you and goes, well, think about it in this way. Those are a lot of light bulb moments there. Mm -hmm. But you have to be ready to receive it at the same point. Yeah, I have to remind myself that I'm human because about ago maybe like less than a week ago I had a very 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 intense day about a week when I shared it with Alicia that night uh, it was a long day and the reason I shared it is because she kept calling me um for about two days or texting me and I'm not responding so I had to text right back to her and say I'm intensely busy bear with me so when I finally finished the, that particular day as I fold up my stuff and I crawl myself up upstairs from my downstairs office, I said to my husband about nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the night, can you please go and buy me a cheesecake? And he went, and Alicia said to me, so late? I said, Alicia, definite comfort food. Mm -hmm. I don't know that, well, yeah, comfort food. So that's not something I would normally eat regularly. But I just had this, as I packed up my books and headed up, I just felt, so I said to, to my partner, I said, can you go and buy me a cheese? It was about 9.30 at night. And my, my dear husband just put on his boots, his jacket, grab his keys. And I'm now speaking to Alicia on the phone. And I said to her, I'm feeling this, 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 this overloaded with work. And I just asked my husband to buy me a cheesecake. And I think this is a typical example of what we call comfort food and how the emotions, I knew exactly what I was going through, but I wanted the cheesecake. So he went and he got it. And he said, when would he get that? And I said, he'll get it. And he got it. What kind and of I, cheesecake? What flavor? Well, it's strawberry, but I take off the top. <laughs> I just that. I rake that off, just not to be bad that I did all this guck putting that guck in my body because I know you can't break that down easily. But I enjoyed the cheesecake and I think that's a week ago and the rest is still upstairs, Alicia, in the fridge. Because I don't know. <laughs> Good. I don't, but I love cheesecake. Why? Mm -hmm. So eating is, is so comforting, really. At mm -hmm. times, it's bonding. You know, we have done a lot of 
was long ago with women bonding around breaking bread and, and sitting on a circle and eating. But I don't engage sisters in that practice anymore. We find other ways to bond. We hike. We sit, yeah, you know, know. We sit and yeah. try to talk while we're in the lanes on the water. But um, yeah, we, we do different things. The food, like, no. no. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> Mia, you want to add to this? I know there are people who've been asking to hear your voice on podcasts. <laughs> yes, of course. And for me as well, it's uh, the judgment. I do, um, I, I do notice sometimes I have these preconceived judgments before anybody could say anything. Um, I, I just go, well, is it because of this that you're saying this to me? Or is it because... Um, I look this way that you say that to me. I just never allow them the space to share their opinion with me or, or actually tell me what they're trying to say. Um, and it's usually around my family too. It's about around my sisters, around my brothers. When they share a story with me, I immediately cut them out and I'm like, it's because you look like this or it's because you do it like this or it's because you've lived here for 20 years and you still have an accent. Like I always say really mean things, but it's, it's just to my family and um, I am really aware of it and I'm working on it. And that is my manifestation for this year as well. I, I, I actually wrote myself a little policy for 2022. I wrote it, the Mia policy. So that was, I was really surprised when you brought it up because I said, and the, and and this year, Mia is not going to judge anybody and allow people to speak. <laughs> and you brought it up. It just hit me immediately. I said, I need to speak about this. So, that's good. yeah. That is so that is when you, when one, but when you are, when people know that side of you, that personality, and you change on them, they get really scared. Yes. They get really scared. When I'm in a circle and I don't, like is something wrong are you okay because you're fine because i'm always the key speaker <laughs> you know i lead the conversation and i i use my voice all the time i really don't um i don't actually walk with feeling things i'm not putting it where it belongs because i'm trained to do that i'm trained to not carry people's baggage or people's stuff so i would always speak to it and name it i'll give it to where i think it belongs if it doesn't belong to me and I think people who know me, they, if I don't do that, or if I stay quiet and just listen, it will, you would hear, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Even in my own family, you sit at the dinner table and you just want to sit still. It's like, mama, are you okay? How come mommy's not talking? Because you are known to be the voice box of the circle. Mm-hmm. Or you're known to be the person who take the risk and say the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know Victoria is like that. Because that's the story I know. She's, you know, she'll say the hard stuff. And the listener might not be able to take it or bear mm-hmm. it or, you know, or hear it because they somehow might not for it. They might be too vulnerable. What she might have, what we might have to say might trigger something else in the individual. So I think the work is all around self-development. And when, when Mia began to be in my circle, I have I told her a number of times in the beginning, you are now exposed to three or four strong men. Mm. So please don't run home and cry. Mm-hmm. Please just say what you need to say and it will be fine. Mm-hmm. I told her that mm-hmm. many, many when she came in the circle of 
in my circle, which is made up of strong women. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are the women I kind of hang on to or draw strength from, they draw strength from me. And we just comfort and this freedom to carefully love me and kindly say what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. 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 Nice. Manifesting is really, it's, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a powerful, not a trend, but a, a, a powerful topic right now. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm doing something on my blog and I'm, I'm focusing on more mature women. And as we age, we've still got to find another word for that. But I'm, I'm writing a blog right now, well, for February on, on being invisible. And for and it's um, it's a it's a trigger. Like um, I was reading this article. Someone sent me an article. I wrote my blog on how I felt. I I personally, my take on it is we have a choice if we choose to be invisible or not. By the way you dress, by the way you talk, by the way you walk in a room. Do you, you know, are, are you, are you calling for attention or are you just that happy person to sit and listen to the chatter? You know, and, and, and if I feel that everybody has a choice um, and I don't think that with time that diminishes, that's just, that's just my personal opinion, but I found it really fascinating. I, I was reading an interesting um, article. Uh, I'm dating myself, but the model's name was Paulina Porsakova. And she was uh, in the 80s, one of the highest paid models. Now she's 56. And she is saying how, you know, when she walks in a room now, no one looks at her. She's totally invisible. And, and she can't, you know, her friends used to tell her that. And she just can't believe uh, that now it's happening to her. And, and so she started, one of the articles was she posed nude uh, to show, you know, hey, she still has it at 56. And I just thought I had all these um, counterintuitive opinions thinking, well, that's that's not what, it's not whether you look great or not at 56 and if you can still do a, no, a nude photo, it's I really think you have the choice of drawing attention or not. So it, it, the, the conversation was interesting, but the hardest part for me was writing an objective version of what somebody else's take, like we're totally black and white, polar opposites opinion on it, and to talk about it, to write about it without judgment was really an interesting exercise for me. Just as, as we were talking, it's like listening to a strong woman with her own opinion, not agreeing, and how do you both be in that space and have a conversation? I found it really interesting mm-hmm. uh, without letting letting go of your own convictions, mm-hmm. you know, and not having a confrontation. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't because I'm not with her or anything, but it's like having that, the conversation, agreeing to disagree, and still holding your ground. I, I don't know. I just, that just came up recently. So when we were talking about judging others, that was my um, 
lesson or my exercise yesterday as I was finishing my article. So anyway, I just had, I don't know why I have to throw that in. I just did. <laughs> I think you throw that in as we have to come to the realization that we are individuals, we are unique, we come from, we all, we yeah. came from different, different spaces, we carry different baggages. So mm. when all that comes together, all that mm-hmm. contributes to what we have to say, how we see, things, how we think about things, how we feel things, you know, all that. And once we identify the fact that we are unique and I'm a unique individual, so each and every one of you, and we all have a different baggage, even if when we tell our stories, they sound the same, but we, we bring to the forum of our own and we don't need to give that up somebody else's baggage or where they came from you know we can hear them we could accept that but we keep what belongs to us mm. is where we came from mm. and what we bring to the country mm-hmm. so i know that we have so much to say i know it's going to be a wonderful wonderful 2022 there's so many great things happening on this side while there are so many other painful stuff happening on this side but Life is that, that's what life is about. Life is about today, it looks this way, you don't know what tomorrow brings, but we must be fully equipped to deal with whatever tomorrow throws at us. Yeah. And I think that makes that make, um, not to assume that tomorrow will be just like today <laughs> because we don't know. So, yeah. and the other thing that I got out of my personal work um, in the last little while there, is that when we think about living and existing today, we have to really see today as if it's the last day. So fullest, the best you can live, do the best you can because you don't know if you'll be there tomorrow. Always live today as if it's your last day to the best you can be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and have no regrets. Yeah. And if you have garbage to work through, start working at it now. And especially to my listeners and whoever want to hear from us, we owe it to ourselves to be well and to live the best life that we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. And to be grateful. I want to thank you all. I want to give you the last word.